Hello and welcome to the Imagineer Podcast, your unofficial guide to all things Disney. I'm your host, Matthew Krull, and this is episode number 26 of the Imagineer Podcast. In today's episode, we're going to head back to Walt Disney World and not talk about the parks, though. This time we're going to be talking about the Walt Disney World Resort Hotels. You'll know that if you are a Disney fan or even if you've just done any research on the Disney Resort, that there are between 25 and 30 Walt Disney World Resort Hotels. So many choices for places to stay, stay, so many different themes. Each hotel, each resort has so much to offer on its own and there are so many different experiences that you can have whether you're staying at a value resort a moderate resort a deluxe resort or a disney vacation club resort hotel if you are going to walt disney world i always recommend staying at a resort on property there are amazing advantages to doing so including having the ability to go from place to place in Walt Disney World with their transportation, which is especially important in certain times of year, like the Food and Wine Festival over at Epcot, but having the chance to you know, get free transportation included in your resort fee, including from the airport to your resort hotel with the Disney Magical Express and back, having extra magic hours, and most importantly, just being continuously immersed 24-7 in the Disney Magic Having that Disney level of service with you at all times is a huge advantage and one I always recommend. So I wanted to make sure to talk about some of the best resorts to stay at for different reasons at Walt Disney World. And I brought onto the show with me an incredible guest who has been a friend of mine for eight years now. It's amazing how quickly time has flown, but a friend I met when vacationing at Walt Disney World and we've maintained a great friendship Ever since, um, her name is Katie. She lives in southeastern Texas, just outside of Houston, uh, about an hour outside of Houston, uh, close to the Louisiana border, goes to Disney as often as possible and is immersed in Disney every single day, listening to the music. And we will text each other on a daily basis asking, where would we go today if we were in Disney? Uh, it's just, uh, you know, a great Disney friendship. So she and I are going to be talking about some of our favorite places to stay, some of our favorite experiences at Walt Disney World, staying at the resorts, and what we would recommend for those of you listening for places you may want to stay for one reason or another. Uh, of course, at the end of the show, I'll come back and tell you a little bit more about how you can connect with the Imagineer podcast on all of our social media channels and how you can help to inspire the future of this show. So, no matter where you are, grab some headphones, pull up your favorite armchair, and enjoy this week's relaxing episode of the Imagineer Podcast. One of the things that makes a trip to Disney so amazing is not just going to the parks, because the parks are great, and we love going to the parks, but part of the experience, if you really do it right, especially at Walt Disney World, is staying at the resort. 
resorts. And when you go to Disney, there are 25 plus resorts at this point, as of this recording, that you can stay at. So many resort choices, different types of rooms. You could stay at Disney uh, every day of the year and have a different experience every single time. So. I, of course, didn't want to just talk about this by myself. I wanted to bring someone onto the show who I talk about this with pretty much all the time. Um, I think we text on a daily basis about Disney and talk about where we're going to go. Um, and that is my good friend, Katie, who's a first-timer on the show. How are you, Katie? Hi, I'm great. Glad to be here. I'm glad to. Um, and I, I said this before we uh, started recording, but I love, uh, for those of you who can't, uh, who are listening obviously can't see this, but she has uh, my one of my favorite Disney hats on with the little Mickey silhouette in the center. It's one of the hats I wanted. Yes, and you can't see my whole shirt, but it's the shirt that says uh, "Born Dis or yeah, Born Disney, Raised Disney." Exactly. So I felt like I had to be in my Disney garb. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. That's exactly the choice we want. I'm wearing my Disneyland Power shirt because I'm still. Yeah you know, coming back from, from being there and uh, just the excitement of going. That's awesome. I can't see the Paris. I, all I can oh. see, oh, now I can't. Okay, I yep. can see the Disneyland. Yes. Yeah, there you go. It's, it's grumpy? It's grumpy. Yes. It says awesome. 1992, which is the year it opened. So it's, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a fun shirt. Uh, but uh, anyway, I think as I, as I do with all first-timers, I have a bunch of questions for you, but I also wanted to talk a little bit about how you and I first met because we met because of Disney. Um, yes. So I believe we met back in January of 2010. That is, is correct. Yes. And that just happened to be on a Disney trip that we took at the same time, and we had a mutual friend, Emily, who I worked with at Kilimanjaro Safaris, and you were down there with her. And I think uh, Jess as well. I'm trying to remember who who were you there with. Um, it was uh, Emily's parents, Emily and Jessica. And I was actually thinking this morning about if you knew how I met that family, because that's also a Disney story. I don't know that. Okay, so <clears throat> back in the summer of '08, I was taking this horrible physics class, and uh, it was like stadium seating with all the different levels. Yep. It was very open, so you could you know, see really well. Um, and I was riding with my Disney pen. You know, the, the long ones that have like the cutout of, oh, the yeah. of Mickey's head and they're of black. Of course. Of course. So I was riding with my pen, and Anna, which is Emily's sister, approached me and was like, oh, do you, do you like Disney? And I'm like, <laughs> do I? Do I? <laughs> so uh, that was how Anna and I met. And then through Anna, I met Emily. And then through Emily, I met you. So, yeah, it all goes back to Disney. It's a small world. It is. And that was a fun trip, too. I think that was the first uh, time that I had been to Disney in sub-freezing temperatures. Oh, my gosh. The <laughs> Still goes down as the coldest I have ever been in my 31 years of existence. <laughs> it was awful. I mean, I think that if I remember correctly, the temperature was like 35 for the high. Yeah. And it was windy. And yep. you know, on World Showcase, it's so open. 
And so like when you're walking from country to country, there's not a lot of things there, you know, to break the wind. That's right. It, yes. I mean, thank God. The only thing that we had going for us was that it was sunny. That was the only thing that we had going for us. It was, it was such a fun trip, but the weather was miserable. (laughs) Yeah. And I, I think that, uh, was that the trip that it snowed? One morning? The, the morning we were leaving. Yeah. Like there was like little flurries and on anything like that morning, I remember like on top of the trash cans and on the cars, like there was like this light dusting of ice or snow, which is it was unbelievable for South Florida. Yeah. I couldn't believe it either. And uh, it was, it made it a memorable trip though. And I remember that cold wind you're talking about, I think it on that day, cause there were days we were together and then days we weren't, but on that day, uh, my friend, my group and I, who I was with, uh, we went to the Magic Kingdom and we rode Thunder Mountain in 35 degrees, oh. which I could not feel my face when I got off. I know. I, were you, wait, were we together? Because I remember I rode, that was the only time I've ever ridden Astro Orbiter. Were you, weren't you there? Oh, maybe that was. Yeah. So we yeah, were there the same day. Okay. Because, oh, that, yes. I remember like my face was frozen. Yes. Yeah. It was. <laughs> It, it was quite something. And I mean, I had layer upon layer upon layer of clothes on and it still, and then what was also not fun was like when you went in somewhere and it was like having to take off scarf, jacket, yeah. gloves, <laughs> sweatshirt, you know, you had to like de-clothe once you got somewhere and you got warm and then you started sweating and then it was back out into the, the cold and you're kind of sweaty, it, yes. Yep, that's that's typical uh, New York in the winter right there. But in, in central Florida. Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't, and it's the, and our, our climate is very similar to central Florida. Yeah. Uh, being in southeast Texas. So I'm not used to all of that cold. Nope, nope, I don't, uh, I don't blame you. Um, yeah, so that's, uh, it's just, I, I remember that's how we first met. And then we, uh, on that trip. And then we've just been, I think, texting every day ever since about yeah, Disney. And I saw you, <laughs> I saw you in January, uh, of 2013. That's when I came oh, to yeah. New York. That's right. That's right. And then February of 2014, uh, you were at Disney doing your internship for mm-hmm. your MBA. Yep. And James and I, my husband and I, we went down there. That's right. Uh, and I saw you then, but I guess that's the last, was that the last time I saw you? I think so. I think that was the last time. That's unbelievable. It's been four I years. Know. I know. <laughs> but I feel like, I feel like I see you, you know, because I listen to your podcasts or like you said, we text just about every single day. Yep. Um, we have the occasional Snapchat or phone call. Um, but yeah. Yeah. We, we keep in touch. We're good at doing that. Yeah. And this is the type of stuff we talk about all the time. So I know the listeners probably don't know you too well, if at all. So I'd like to, you know, I know you've heard this in other podcast episodes, ask my new guests some questions so the fans get to know you a little bit better, some of your favorite Disney things. So I'm going to start by asking your favorite Disney park. This is such a hard question for me. <laughs> it is for me too. It's an, It like changes day to day. It does. It, it, exactly. I was going to say it depends on the day and it depends on my mood. Normally, I would say most of the time, it's Epcot. Yeah. But I I love Magic Kingdom. 
it goes back and forth between those two. But a lot of times, uh, like every day, it's like I wake up and I decide where I'm going to be. And most days, I really want to be on World Showcase. It's something about the ambiance there and the food. Yes, and the drinks. And the drinks. And and I love talking to the people, the cast members, because they're from the countries and listening to their accents and their language. And and, and they're all so nice and happy to be there. I love it. So Epcot or Magic, either one. That's a great, those are great choices. For me, it's, it's gone back and forth between Epcot and Animal Kingdom lately. But yes, Kingdom has such a special place in your heart having yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, amazing. Um, what about? I know this is a hard one now, especially your favorite attraction. See again. It's a tough one. It's like <laughs> it depends. Tell me what day it is, and. <laughs> yes. Um, I love I love Splash Mountain. I it's do. It's a great choice. It is. Uh, I would say Splash Tower, and probably Flight of Passage. The new favorite. Yes. Oh, it was amazing. I, I, I wrote it once when I was there in November. And I mean, we got to the park an hour early. I literally walked on. Uh, but by the time we got off, like the line was like two plus hours. That's right. Maybe longer. It was unbelievable. So if you're going to go and you don't have a fast pass, please get there two hours early. I mean, an hour early and not <laughs> to wait two hours. Yeah. At- five to get on it that's right yeah an hour before seems to be the sweet spot don't need to camp overnight or anything it's not the first day it's open <laughs> it's like camp out in your car probably now with toy story land being open you know that's kind of helped divert the, the people over there so i think the real thing will be when galaxy's edge opens it's gonna stud some divert some traffic i mean oh i think flight of passage will maintain an hour plus wait for its existence, but, oh. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, when Galaxy's Edge opens, it's going to be going to make it very quiet. Um, what about, I have a few others in here. Uh, I was going to go with uh, like several here, but I'll, I'll narrow it down to a few. Your favorite Disney snack while you're at the parks? Uh, either... Uh... Probably a, a premium, a Mickey's premium yep. bar. Um, or, I, mean, I love Dole Whips. But, I mean, you can only get those. You can get them at Animal now, and, of course, you can get them at Magic. Yep. Um, and I love macaroons. I love to get a box of macaroons from Gaston's Tavern or the Patisserie at the French, Pav- French Pavilion. Yeah. Yeah. Either one. Such, such great choices. Two more for you. Um, we're going to go outside the parks. Uh, your favorite Disney movie? Uh, probably Beauty and the Beast. Hmm. You'd get along with Jen. I think we talked about this last time when you were on Instagram Live, actually, too, because yes, a lot of yes. your answers were with, with oh, the same as Jen. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, I do really have a special place in my heart for Moana, though, because my son, who's 19 months old, well, actually, he's almost 20 months old, he loves that movie. He loves it. Like he will stop and listen to all the music. It's great. So that one's that one's really really growing on me. I mean, it's a good movie anyway. But, but yeah, I think Beauty and the Beast. And I love that you're raising him right on Disney, as you should. Yes. Proud Disney mama. Yes. <laughs> Last one, and this is always the hardest for me. Um, is your favorite Disney character? 
Oh. I guess Mickey? Yeah, that's, I mean, what, that's what I said, too. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. like, the, he represents Disney. That's you right. Know? And, and to me, like, he kind of represents Walt. I mean, I don't know. I think, because, I mean, Walt created him. And when his brother Roy was going to do the speech and got too nervous on that first day at Disneyland, he asked for Mickey because Mickey, he felt like that was, like, Walt's way of being with him. Yeah. So, I think it's Mickey. He's super special. Yeah, and I love that story too with Roy. So touching. It is. Like, I'll get emotional. <laughs> <laughs> Let's save the emotions for when we get into talking about our resort memories and uh, all that. But yeah, I, I love your answer about Mickey Mouse. I mean, he's, uh, it's a little, it sometimes seems cliche, but for all those reasons, as a real Disney fan, he's my favorite too. Yeah. Um, so. Let's talk about the resorts. I know you and I have so many good opinions, or maybe we'll, we'll let everyone else judge of their good opinions. You and I have so many opinions about the resorts. Um, so I have a lot of questions, uh, especially to give the listeners some of our ideas for places we like to stay. But to, to really kick it off by talking about the resorts, I think probably the best thing to best place to start is talking about our favorite, um, or not our favorite, our first time that we remember staying at a Disney resorts uh, and sort of some of the details of that, of that trip. Um, so where, I mean, is, did your family have a go-to place that they stayed or? No. Uh, the, well, the first time we ever went, I was six. Um, I don't remember a whole lot. I, uh, we stayed at Dixie landings, which is now Riverside. Um, I remember that, and this is, you know, goes with most of the resorts. Like there's long walks to get to the bus stop or to get to the, you know, the place where you're going to eat. So I remember that. And I remember one time, of course, this was, I mean, I was six. So this was back in like the early nineties. And we had like one of those huge camcorders, you know what I'm talking about? I do. Yes. And it weighed like eight or 10 pounds. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember we had been walking really, really, far ways away from our hotel room and my parents they realized that they had forgotten it and it was like oh my gosh you know like I don't know why like that sticks out in my mind um and it was like all I remember it being like all white all the painting of the buildings was white maybe it had like green roofs I remember yeah. that yeah yeah um but that was the first time that we that we ever went and we've never had um a specific place to stay. Like we've stayed all over. Um, what about y'all? Did y'all go to the same? Are, are, are your parents DVC? They are not DVC. I still <laughs> hold that against them. I, but <laughs> it's like, how many times did we go? I know. Yeah. And it was around. And I have friends that honestly, even uh, my friend Justin, who was on an episode a long time ago, his family's been DVC since 1991, and they have on their their memberships since the beginning. And yeah they got the best deal of it all. I mean, because of them, they're able to stay at, and they didn't have, they bought probably the same number of points then or the same price then as that, what they pay now, but they can go a lot. They, they're owners at Old Key West. It's their home resort. And they, I mean, we stayed in a three bedroom villa with right. them once, uh, you know, a big uh, group and it was amazing. And they just, and they're, they're, yeah, I'm jealous. It's, uh, I, I wish my parents I, had I it. Too. Yeah. But, uh, actually when my family went, um, so growing up, including the first trip, which I've said before was when I was four months old, which I do not remember, but we always went and stayed off property 
Um, okay. We'd stay at like a Holiday Inn or you know, someplace on on uh, uh, in Kissimmee, just off of uh, uh, the entrance to to World Drive. And then the first time I remember the first time we stayed at a resort at Disney was at the time Dixie Landings, same place. I feel like a lot of people stayed there. Yeah, it was. Um, and it was, I loved that resort. I loved staying there. I loved being immersed in a Disney magic 24-7. And then every time we went back to Disney after that, we stayed at Dixie Linings, and it became Port Orleans Riverside. So that was our, that was like the, the Disney resort I grew up at. And I was, I have such fond memories of being there and going to, uh, we always stayed at, um, I know there were the two sections and there still are. There's uh, the Magnolia Terrace, basically the plantations, um, and then the bayou, those two sections. Uh, it's funny, there's actually, um, uh, I think that they were supposed to be something else originally, and then they changed them around, like there's a different concept for the resort, but yeah, they ended up being like plantations and then bayou, mm-hmm. and we always love Alligator Bayou, and we always loved staying at like Magnolia Terrace over at the, the plantations. My dad loved the, like you said, the, the long walks and the river side there, and Beautiful. Um, I loved staying at, uh, or going over to the... Um, I think it's called the river mill the food court that's over there uh or the riverside mill and i just have so many memories of of staying there and having like and going to the riverside mill and having lunch or dinner and getting a nice like one of those big chocolate cookies which is still one of my favorite desserts there yeah that's uh that was the first time uh, i ever stayed so you and i have like, i didn't even realize that you also stayed at dixie Lanning's. I didn't either, and I'm glad you said that about staying off property because my family's done that as well. Um, <laughs> we did that more so when I was older because my parents own an RV, and uh, Fort Wilderness is so hard to get into. And in fact, like one year we actually did get into it, and that was one of the years that we got clobbered by a hurricane. And even though we were fine, like we had to go to school, we missed school, so we had to make up those days, and like of course that changed the days of our vacation to go to Disney. So we had to stay at the KOA. Um, but we stayed at the KOA many, many times. I've only stayed um, in Fort Wilderness at the, in, in our, in my parents' RV once, but I've also stayed in the cabins, which are also really nice. Um, in fact, I think that's a, I looked the other night, it was like uh, $333 for a cabin. So, I mean, like if you have, you know, a family with five or six, total people I really think that's like a good bang for your buck because there's plenty of room there's a full kitchen you know you can run to the local Walmart pick up food for breakfast cook there so that's one less meal you have to pay for in the parks that's right uh it it has a nice size bathroom you know so you know if you've got four kids and there's two adults you know you need a, a good size bathroom it's not like the little bathrooms in the hotel rooms or you're not having to rent two hotel rooms to accommodate everybody. Um, that's where I actually stayed when I went, uh, with Emily and Anna again, when Anna got married, that's where we stayed. And, uh, the cabin slept six adults comfortably. So I, I, I like those a lot and it's, Oh my gosh, the campgrounds are gorgeous. Uh, have you ever been out there? That's one of three or four resorts that I've never stayed at. I, I mean, even if you don't stay, it's, in my opinion, of course, I'm a little bit of a country girl, but in my opinion, it is worth going out there. It's so peaceful. It, it is gorgeous. 
you know, you don't even feel like you're at Disney and you really don't. I mean, you feel like you're in the country somewhere. It's, it's lovely. I highly recommend it. That's, that's awesome. I, I need to definitely check it out. Uh, I feel like, uh, I, sh- I should have at this point. I've, I've at least been to every resort. That's one I haven't even explored much. So well, some that I haven't been to, you said old Key West earlier. I've never been to old Key West. It's uh, definitely, it feels like a Disney Vacation Club resort because they're all villas. There's no standard rooms there. Um, it's, it's a very unique place to stay. And it feels, um, in some ways, it, it almost just feels like a, uh, it feels like you're in the Keys. Uh, it really fits the theme well uh, with the design of the rooms and the exterior of the buildings and the, the golf courses. And it just, mm-hmm. it, it feels like a... Um, Jimmy Buffett movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Especially the main area, uh, which you can even take from Disney Springs, the 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 boat over to just like you could take it to Port Orleans, French Quarter, and Riverside. You can also take the boat over to uh, in Saratoga Springs. You can take it over to Old Key West as well. So you could always get to the resort that way and, and explore a little bit. Yeah. I need to, I need to go. Yeah. Um. One more thing before uh, we dive into it. This is kind of Disney trivia, and I don't know if you know this. We may have talked about it before, but I think it might be interesting to at least those who are listening. So the original resorts at Disney were the uh, Contemporary Resort. Everybody knows that's one of the first ones that, are, that was there. Uh, the Polynesian Resort and the Fort Wilderness Campgrounds. Mm-hmm. Um, the question is, why are those three resorts those themes? Why, why, why did they choose the contemporary... Uh, uh, the lands in the Magic Kingdom. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And not many people think about it. or It's, it's such a subtle detail. It's like meant to be an extension of the Magic Kingdom. Yes. Yeah, so you have Frontierland being... Thoughtful. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, everything is so well thought out and so well executed. It's amazing. That's they right. Also, they never fail to impress me. Nope. So if you want to stay at Tomorrowland, you stay at the Contemporary. If you want to stay in Adventureland, you go to the Polynesian. If you want to stay in Frontierland, you go to Fort Wilderness. And that's that's the magic of Disney. Um, now, does uh, the Grand Floridian, is that because of, like, Main Street USA? Like, is that supposed think, to be? I think unofficially, yes. I'm not sure. I haven't really. I've looked to see. I don't know if there's official records of that's what it's supposed to be. Plus, it was built in 88, so it was years down the line. But I do, I like to say that that's Main Street. Yeah. Because yeah. it is very Victorian, um, right. turn of the century type of theme. So, yeah, I, I like to say that it is um, an extension of Main Street. Whether it's official, we'll have to ask an Imagineer and yeah. see. The Imagineer <laughs> who designed, one of the Imagineers who designed it. Um, now that you're actually older um, and going to Disney, uh, is there has there been as you've grown older a, a go-to resort for you? I know you grew up and it was the Dixie Landings, but is did it transform into something else, or is it still Riverside? Um, no, I would say when I when, when I went, I would say I think the most I've stayed at are the All Stars. Like, I would love to stay at a Deluxe, but I just I can't swing five six hundred dollars a night. It's a lot. It's a lot, and you're not in your room. Yep. Uh, my sister and I were talking about this last night, and we said, like, what we should do is we should, you know, go and stay at a value resort for the majority of the trip, and then, like, the last day or two, do a, 
you know, split and go somewhere else, stay at, um, you know, whatever one we decide on, Polynesian, Yacht and Beach, whatever, and, and stay, really enjoy the resort, you know, go to the pool, enjoy the amenities there, go eat at the nice restaurants, because then you're really, it makes you feel like you're getting the most for your money. Yeah. I think, you know, so that would, that would be something that I would want to do. But I would say, I I think I've stayed at the All-Stars more than anywhere else. I think All-Star Sports is where I've stayed the most, but I have stayed at Music's music and movies. I stayed, yeah, I stayed at All-Star once. My go-to recently has been uh, Pop Century. And I was, I think I've stayed, I've I've stayed there two or three times too. Yeah, I consider that to be the best value resort at Disney. Mm -hmm. I like Pop a lot, I do. Yeah, I stayed at All-Star once and I just felt, and it could have been the time that I went or the experience that I had, I just felt that it was very beaten down and it wasn't maintained as well as Pop Century. Um, It is an older resort. Yes. Uh, Yeah, they're all old. Yes, absolutely. But I stayed um, at All-Star Movies and I really think that would be my pick of the three. But I mean, I love movies. Um, but it, we stayed in all-star movies and it was, uh, we stayed in the Dalmatian section, which was precious. I mean, <laughs> Disney and dogs. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Two things that make life wonderful. And, uh, and there were people out there painting and taking care of it. So, uh, like you said, maybe it was just the timing of when you went. Yeah, it was very, it's very likely. And I know it's, you know, they maintain the resort. It's just, it just seemed to me that it was, um, the value is so much stronger at Pop Century to me. Um, and the location of Pop Century, I think, is better. It is better, yes. When you are at any of the All-Stars, you are kind of away from everything else except for Animal Kingdom. Yeah. Animal Kingdom is right there, but all the other parks, you've got a little bit of a trek to get there. Yeah, and especially if you want to go to Hollywood Studios, the bus ride from Pop Century to Hollywood Studios is... Five minutes, and now yeah. it's going to be in a year. You'll have the gondolas to to take you right over there. Yeah, so, those are exciting. Yeah, that's gonna that's gonna really transform things. Um, so <clears throat> let's actually talk through some of the. Uh, I know we've um, we're kind of we already kind of answered my first question about your favorite resorts, which is the your favorite value resort. Is so is it? Would you say All Star Movies is your favorite value resort? I think so. Yeah. And yours is pop? That mine is definitely pop. And Joanna and I stay there a lot, uh, especially if you want to save. We're going to be, yeah. like you said, at the parks a lot. We don't plan to spend a lot of time at the resorts. It's a great place to, to still be immersed in the Disney magic, be in a great location, uh, and not have to worry about transportation, take the bus, but still save by not staying at a deluxe resort or even a moderate resort. Um, but we also have been starting to gravitate more, and I think this just kind of happens as you start getting a little bit older and, uh, you know, you're both working and you have uh, full-time careers and have a, um, you know, starting to get a little bit more income. We've been starting to stay a little bit more at the moderate resorts because uh, they are a little more spacious, comfortable. They have great themes. They're also in great locations. Um, do you have a favorite moderate resort that you either like to stay at or explore? Um, I like both Caribbean Beach and Coronado. Interesting. Like I've stayed. I've stayed at both of those. Um, I uh, I really liked the 
And I think that most Disney resorts or a lot of them, especially at the moderate and the deluxe level are kind of going towards this. But I liked at Coronado, it was not like in the rooms and even outside, it wasn't like Disney in your face. And the reason I say that is because that was the trip that I took with my sweet husband who does not love Disney like I do. Which is unfortunate. It it is (laughs) unfortunate. Now, thankfully, he doesn't care how much I go. (laughs) I do wish that he loved it a little bit more. Yeah. I kind of felt like that was good for him because it wasn't so in your face. And so it gave him a break from it all. Um, but I, I really liked both of those when uh, we stayed, uh, I stayed at both of those once, I believe. Um, and I would go back to either one of them. Uh, I don't know if I've been to any, I mean, other than Dixie landings, which is now Riverside, I've not stayed at any of the other ones. Um, and I kind of feel like, you know, I'm not that far. I'm like maybe four hours from New Orleans, you know, which is kind of like what the theme is at Port Orleans and Riverside. And so I think like, I kind of like to bypass that because, and we even have some of that, that culture here. So, you know, I want to do something different when I go. Understandable. It's uh, very smart of you to choose Coronado because it is for that reason. uh, It's not for that reason. I should say the reason why it's not so Disney in your face is because it is the major conference center at Disney. So they do have a lot of, corporate events there and maybe not everybody wants that full Disney experience. So even you're right, like in the rooms, you really can't even see that much Mickey stuff. And then in the food court, they have the three caballeros, which is, um, you know, kind of old Disney culture and not necessarily, you know, you're you're not staring at Donald and Elsa and, um, you know, Goofy and Timon and Pumbaa. It's, it's not so much of the, uh, like going to all-star movies and, and seeing yeah. all the Disney characters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, so that's smart. It's funny. Caribbean beach is probably one of my least favorite resorts. Um, I was just shocking that you and I have such a differing opinion on that. The only reason is that I feel it's a very inconvenient layout. Um, mm. It's a gorgeous resort, yes. but it's huge. And I remembered we were trying to, check we did stay there once and we tried to bring our luggage check out and sure we could have called the bellhop but we ended up walking a solid 10 minutes with our luggage and like and then across a parking lot just to get to the the lobby to check out um so that was uh the experience we had (laughs) at both of those places it's huge yes they're both big uh and and is caribbean the biggest i think it certainly feels like the biggest if it's not it's uh i think it's the it might have the most walking because of the size of the lake in the middle and there is one section in the middle i know you can kind of cross but uh and coronado you really do have to walk around that lake um but and i i do remember i had to stay i went at one time i stayed at coronado i ended up actually at the farthest room so i had a good like 10 15 minute walk but i thought it was pleasant uh when i stayed there i really liked that resort um, my favorite moderate, though, is French Quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, we, you know, growing up in New York and being in New York, we do not have any of that Cajun culture anywhere. So it's nice to stay in the streets of New Orleans and uh, have. Um, I, I what I like about the resort is it's it's the most manageable in size. It's the smallest moderate resort, 
and it's still very beautiful. Uh, and the theme is, is terrific. And you really do feel like you're in the French Quarter of New Orleans um, at the turn of the century. And it's uh, the, the food, you got a great, you got the Sassicula Floatworks, um, which is a great food court. You can get beignets there, which is terrific. And again, a great location. Um, and then you could take the, the ferry, the boat over to Disney Springs. The bus rides are not that far. Um, actually, the other thing I was going to say about Coronado is it's sneaky in, its, in the sense that it might have one of the best locations at Disney. It does have a good location. <laughs> yes. You're a really quick bus ride to Animal Kingdom, a very quick bus ride the other direction to Hollywood Studios, and then you're right off World Drive. So you're a very, very quick ride to Epcot and then Magic Kingdom's a little further, but it's still only about 10 minutes to get to Magic Kingdom from there. Yeah, it's not a bad, not a bad ride. Um, going back to the food food court mm-hmm. at uh, the French Market, or do they have like lots of like Cajun or Creole type dishes there? They do. I actually don't have the menu in front of me, but you know that each resort does have a slight difference. Um, they have the standard food that you can get at all the Disney resorts. You can get your burgers and. Your main, you know, your so your main dishes and the breakfasts. You can always get the, you know, the eggs and the Mickey waffles. They have the standards, but the Neat Resort does have some set options that are specific to that region. So Coronado Springs, you can get a lot of, you know, southwestern type of uh, cuisine, and in the French Quarter, you can get um, like gumbo and uh, a lot of a lot of Creole food there. Yeah. So and the beignets make it unique too. That's all very prominent here. I mean, my last name is like a French name, and like my dad, my dad's mom, she was French. Like it's very, very prominent here. Yeah, it's uh, not so much in New York, but I know in uh, <laughs> southeastern Texas, you've got that that culture from uh, from Louisiana, New Orleans, kind of yeah, coming we're on not, over. Not far from Louisiana at all. Yeah. Um, so I know. If we all had all the money in the world, we would always stay at a deluxe resort. I know I would. It's the they're the you know the cream of the crop Disney resorts, just in service and in most cases they have indoor. Um, they're all like in, uh, connected indoors, which is make, does make a difference. If it's raining, as soon as you pull up to the resort, you're in the resort. You don't have to worry like with Pop Century or with Coronado of having a to walk outside and try to like jump from building to building and duck underneath to try to stay out of yeah. the rain. Um, and it just smells so good. I just love those deluxe resorts. So music, um, yeah. the music, everything, uh, the food options, the restaurants is just the, the best of the best at Disney. So do you have a, a go-to, if you could stay at a deluxe resort or any, you know, a resort that you love to explore, I mean, what's your top deluxe resort at Disney? You know, I always go back to this, this, one, I don't, I, I think I do know why, but at the same time, like there's so many great ones. So it's like, why this one? I always go back to the Polynesian. Always. I mean, like in my mind, I mean, I don't physically go back. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I take trips, but I love the Polynesian. I do. I think I, I love the lobby. I loved it when it had the, the waterfall in it and it had that great Disney water smell. Mm-hmm. You know, that if you're a true Disney fan. Oh, I know fan, it well. Yes, you know, like when you're on Splash or you're on Pirates, it's like you're almost hyperventilating because you're trying to inhale it so much. <laughs> <laughs> or that's Don't do I that do. much too much. It's not uh, the best for you, especially uh, on those uh, water rides. But yeah, <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah. 
We have uh, to have it in candle forms so we can yes. feel get back to those uh, those memories. Yes, um, but even now, I was you know very worried about what they were going to do with the lobby taking away the the water feature there. But I think that they've done a great job. I love all the the plants. You know, it's uh, all the foliage. Is it, wait, is it wait? What is it? Foliage? What's that word? Foliage. Foliage. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, so. Oh, yeah. And all the flowers, and um, I love like the the glass spheres, and and they catch the light, and it's just beautiful. Um, I love Ohana. I mean, that's probably my favorite. It's definitely my favorite of all the resort places to eat. Um, it just has a great atmosphere. All the dark. I love the dark places uh, or spaces. Um, it's just I don't know. It's my favorite. What about you? Uh, Polynesian is a great answer. I actually put on my list Yacht Club as my favorite deluxe resorts. Okay, I, that's another one of mine though too. <laughs> like, their pool, oh my gosh. We'll get to that later. Yeah, but. we will. I know we have it on the list as our favorite pools and I think we, you and I might be aligned on that one. But I love the smell of the Yacht Club. It's yeah. one of my favorite scents actually. I don't know why, uh, but it's one of my favorite scents. Uh, the location just can't be beat. Um, there's something to be said about staying at the boardwalk, but the mm-hmm. thing I like about the Yacht Club, and my, it's my dad's favorite Disney resort, and the thing he loves about the Yacht Club specifically is the theme. Um, so the theme is very New England, some um, beach fronts, resorts, uh, and he finds that it's a little more... Uh, calming than the beach club since they are very similar resorts but he does think you find the yacht and i find this the same way you know it's a little bit more relaxing you have the oak furniture and the dark woods and then you have the yachtsman steakhouse um whereas the beach club you know you've got the character breakfast with uh a cape may cafe and just a little more a little more going on there and just yacht club is very laid back and the rooms are um, you know, it's basically blue versus gray when you get to the colors of the two of the two hotels, the Yacht Club and the Beach Club. Um, but if you really do love the boardwalk, when you stay at the boardwalk, especially if you have a boardwalk facing ho- uh, room, it can get loud because you're right there in the middle of the action. But the Yacht Club is close enough. You can walk to the boardwalk and enjoy everything over there, but it's more quiet. Um, and it is a little like behind the Yacht Club is kind of wooded. Um, so it's just a nice, quiet, deluxe resort. Uh, with great ambiance, uh, it's still an excellent location. You're sort of halfway between Epcot and Hollywood Studios. It is a farther walk to Hollywood Studios, of course. Swan and the Dolphin are right there. Beautiful location. I, I love that deluxe resort. Yes, um, and I, I I forgot to say one of the other reasons is the monorail. Of course, at, at the Polynesian, the yeah. community is just fantastic. But going back to the Yacht Club, I. One of like this is my bucket list. I want to stay there and get up and walk through International Gateway and go on World Showcase when nobody else is there mm-hmm. and walk over to the French restaurant and have breakfast. I know somebody through a Disney website that I'm on who does that and I'm like, oh my that would be like that's described the perfect morning. It does. We're I gonna make this happen, Katie, at some yeah. point. Yes. We'll have to uh, find a way. Yes, absolutely. But I I think that, uh, like you were saying, the location is just fantastic of those resorts. And uh, I love the walk, actually, because you can walk from Hollywood Studios to Epcot. And I've done it 
a few times, and it is kind of long. Yeah, but, it's about 25 but, minutes. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's like, if you're walking, you're walking, you're <laughs> walking, but I, it's almost, because it, it's, you're not in the crowds, there's not a lot of people, you have great scenery, you've got the resorts to look at, there's the, the waterway that the friendship boats use to go back and forth between Hollywood and Epcot, and I, it's one of my favorite places to be, to kind of get out of the crowd and clear your head and just have like kind of a moment to yourself or just you and your family and you're not having to worry about, oh, do you have all the kids and, you know, <laughs> is everybody in your party? Just relax for a minute, but you're mall walking as you relax. It's one of your Disney places of Zen. Yes. It's what I like to call it. It's, it's mine too. It's, I love that part. And it's for those exact same reasons. Um, and not a lot of people know about it. So it's an amazing yeah. place to go. Um, what about the Disney Vacation Club resorts? You go first on this one. Okay, I'll go first. <laughs> it's, um, so my favorite <laughs> Disney Vacation Club resort by far is Animal Kingdom Lodge. Um, and I stayed there for the first time ever uh, last year in 2017. I'm hooked. I always knew I'd love staying there. I have explored the resort before. I love it how it's really an extension of Animal Kingdom, truly. And what I love about Animal Kingdom is the, is the ambiance of it and the detail and the, the authenticity of the, of the cultural details that are in there. And for me, it's like taking out the attractions of Animal Kingdom and putting rooms instead. And still you have the, the live animals right there. You don't need a Savannah view. If you have a Savannah view, it's great. And we did... We splurged a little bit. It was for my birthday. We did stay in a Savannah View room. <laughs> I milked some connections as best as I could to try to get, you know, a little bit of a discount there. Um, still, you know, still it's a lot of money. But, uh, you know, there was nothing like waking up. And it, I wanted to wake up early just because of this. Like, I always dreamed about staying there and waking up at, like, 6, 7 in the morning, mm -hmm. um, grabbing a cup of coffee from the Mara or from the room and just opening up those blinds seeing the animals right there in the savannah, maybe going out onto the balcony and just watching the animals graze or play around or whatever. Um, it's funny how, you know, I had a picture in my mind that every morning I'd wake up and, like, I'm like, wow, today's, like, there's a zebra right there. Or next day, like, oh, my God, look at that giraffe. And the next day, like, you know, you'd see all these amazing animals. Every single morning the same exact animals were in the same exact spot doing the same exact thing because they are creatures of habit. Um, <laughs> but uh, I still, I loved it every single morning. I'm like, oh, you know, the, the same two zebras were out in the distance grazing in the same spot of grass and it's almost like they became extension of the family. They were just there every morning. Um, Did you have them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then just, yeah, so the overall theme, I do, I love, again, like, talk about Disney smells. I love the smell in the Animal Kingdom Lodge. And then the lobby is still grand and beautiful, but it's a couple of floors up. You're technically on the third floor when you walk into Animal Kingdom Lodge, so it's not quite as, as tall. Uh, I love the section by when you go down to Boma um, mm -hmm. with the waterfall over there by the bar and the pools, just everything about that resort I love. The location is far from everything except Animal Kingdom, but doesn't matter to me. It's still, you know, you're still any park within 20 minutes. Uh, I would 
you know, I, I already, I, I'm sad that Disney Vacation Club is no longer selling there. I know you can stay anywhere with your points, but like that would have been, if I was the right age for it and had, you know, the right financial status, okay. mm-hmm. I would have purchased at Animal Kingdom Lodge 100%. Do you think that they'll ever make that available again? You could buy them in resale, uh, oh. but it's not quite the same. It's not, you know, the same as like own it, you know, being one of the first people to really own it at Animal Kingdom Lodge and have that 50 year. Uh, deed staying there to watch, you know, your future generation stay there as well. Um, it still can be done. You can still stay there with points. And it's one of the biggest resorts, especially Kidani Village. So, uh, yeah, it's... Um, I know you love Boma, but have you ever eaten at Sanaa? My parents... I have. Sanaa. Like, that's one of their places that when they go, and, you know, now I'm grown and on my own, so they go without me now, which <laughs> makes me... Sad. They need to take you with you. Take them. Take yeah. you with them. And um, that's one of the places that they repeatedly go back to. Yes. I do love Sanaa. I've eaten there twice now. It's a great place to eat. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I have not experienced that yet. So make uh, Next time you go to Disney, put that on your list. Because at least, you know, going to the resorts, even between the parks, even if you are staying at All Star, to dine at Sanaa and enjoy it, spend some time walking around uh, Kidani Village is, is really terrific. And I heard some, you know, I've been kind of doing like, this is like the teacher or the organizer in me. I've been kind of like doing like some little research and because I knew we were going to talk about resorts. And um, I saw this, I think it was last night, and they were talking about how on the railing at Animal Kingdom, all the animals, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And they were talking about, this guy was talking about how they were there and they look over and Jim Rohde. Oh, Joe Rohde. Joe Rohde. Joe Rohde. Was sitting there. Oh and gosh. he's very, I know, a legend. Um, he's very recognizable because he yeah. has a <laughs> he look about him. And they were talking to him, and he was telling them about all the animals on the railing and how they're all running in the same direction, and it's all towards, like, the huge glass windows, which is out where all the animals are on the safari. And just, like, that little bitty detail, you know, is so smart. It's so well thought out. The genius of Joe Rohde. He's like, he pays attention to every single detail. This I mean, is why he, he's a creative leader in Imagineering. It's yeah. a no-brainer. He truly has a gift, truly. Um, I mean, and I know we were talking about parks earlier. At the very beginning, you were asking me what my favorites are, uh, and I said Epcot or Magic. But as far as, like, the one that is the most immersive, by far, is Animal Kingdom. And, again, it goes back to that gifted man right there yes it does um so do you and i went first for this one do you have a favorite vacation club resort uh you know i really i really not i'm assuming this is one is is wilderness lodge it is i that one is just i mean i think animal kingdom it would definitely be up there for me but i think that wilderness lodge it is just breathtaking I, I mean, I don't have as much detail to go into. Oh, and, <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, I, love, I, I love get every- a little overpassionate about it. Uh- <laughs> no, absolutely not. I've just never stayed there. But I think that if I, if I was going to stay somewhere at a DVC, you know, villa level, that's where I would go. I, I love the lobby, the music. I know we're going to get into that later, but my goodness, it's fantastic. It's just, uh, I, I love that it's just a boat ride away. Yep. From Magic still kind of still kind of hidden. 
Yes. Oh, it's yes. It's it's just kind of secluded. Yes. And same thing with the campgrounds. Yep. Oh, for sure. For sure. So while we're talking about um, Wilderness Lodge and just being over in that area, I uh, I don't know if I told you about this, and I may have, but the last time that my parents went to Disney, which was back in December, they stayed at the campgrounds. And they, of course, had their RV, and it has a freezer in it. And they bought, I think, 24 or 25 Mickey bars. Wow. Yes. I mean, it was well over $100 worth of Mickey bars because they're $5 a pop now. And uh, my parents brought them home, and we actually still have a couple in the freezer. Oh, my gosh. haven't eaten. But it's been so cool, like... You know, if you're really craving one or you've had a bad day, it's like, hey, I'm going to mom and pops for a Mickey bar. That's amazing. <laughs> Isn't it? But anybody who, you know, has an RV or nobody knows somebody that has an RV that's going to Disney, that's a great idea right there. I mean, what's better than having a Mickey bar at home? I mean, obviously having a Mickey bar at Disney, but I mean, still pretty awesome. That's so cool. Um I, 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 we usually fly, so it's a little harder for us to do that, but that's so, that's so cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Wilderness Lodge is a great answer for, uh, for your favorite Disney Vacation Club villa. And I think there's, especially now with the Copper Creek villas that were added, people are saying Mm -hmm. that's amazing. Um, but, uh, since we talked about each category, uh, you know, I, I think there's also different elements of resorts that are really great, um. So, for instance, one thing I was definitely looking to pick your brain on was what you think is the best resort for location, because we know that's like the first rule of real estate is location, location, location. So um, where in Disney do you think is like the best place to stay as far as location is concerned? Uh, you know, I kind of go back to the ones that we've talked about. As I mean, they're, of course, deluxe because you said, you know, they're going to have the, the cream of the crop on everything. Uh, so I would say, you know, any of the ones on the monorail, you know, either Polynesian, Grand Floridian, Contemporary, stay at one of those, you know, your monorail, take to, take you to Epcot, take you to Magic, or, um, like you were saying, Yacht and Beach, Boardwalk, you know, you're not far from walking distance to Hollywood or Epcot. So I, I think any of those are, you can't go wrong in those choices. Yep, I completely agree with you. I think it's a pretty clear answer for that one. Um, <clears throat> sounds like you lean a little bit more towards the Magic Kingdom resorts. I actually uh, uh, was my my topic is Boardwalk for mm-hmm. location uh, because it's equidistant between, uh, especially depending on where you stay at the resort. You actually could be halfway between the entrance to Epcot's International Gateway and oh. uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios with a quick walk, or you could take the boat to either one of those locations if you don't want to walk that far or can't walk that far which is perfectly acceptable um and then because it's centrally located in walt disney world it's a quick bus ride to disney's animal kingdom or to magic kingdom um so for me i think uh boardwalk has always been my favorite for location uh because of that and especially during the food and wine festival oh yes (laughs) it's the best time of year at disney um what about for the view? Because there are people who love a room with a view. Uh, what do you consider to be the vet, the best 
view at Disney from a, you know, a particular Disney resort? I think I would have to say probably the Grand Floridian. Great choice. I think, cause I mean, you look out, I mean, depending on where you are, but I mean, you could look out and you've got the seven seas lagoon, you have magic kingdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, if you're on the right side where, you know, you can see the magic kingdom, like you could watch the fireworks from your hotel room. I mean, how fantastic is that? I think that would probably be my pick. Um, I think that also an honorable mention, I guess, would be uh, Wilderness Lodge, because I'm sure you can probably see fireworks over there. Um, And then also, like I said, you kind of probably feel like you're out in the country a little bit, because it's a little secluded over there, and I like that. That would be my pick. Great answers. I am taking a slight different angle, uh, literally, <laughs> of the fireworks. Um, I put for the best resort for view the Polynesian because it is directly across from the Magic Kingdom, directly across the Seven Seas Lagoon. Um, and especially, they now have the bungalows, which if you can snag a room, I actually did see, and uh, I... I um, I was almost tempted because we're, st- we're going with a, a pretty large group and we're looking for literally two-bedroom villas and I actually did see that I could snag a bungalow for when we're going but the price per, na- per night is like it would have cost us 30 grand altogether <laughs> stay there for like six nights so that's not happening but no. <laughs> but before that's down payment on a house <laughs> yeah exactly um before the bungalows were built, they used to have this hill uh, that was, like, directly across from the, uh, the Seven Seas Lagoon from the Magic Kingdom, and you could watch the fireworks from there. Um, and then from the beach, I just think it has incredible views from the Polynesian. Um, but my honorable mention, believe it or not, is something that not a lot of people think about, which is Saratoga Springs. Mm. Um, because you have an incredible view of Disney Springs from Saratoga Springs. And especially in the evening, which is typically, I mean, you're going to be coming back after fireworks, most likely to your resort. Uh, and it's just got this magnificent view of, uh, of Disney Springs across the way, which is often still open, uh, you know, either just closing or, or still open when you get back from the parks. And I just, I love that view across from, uh, from the lake as well. So that's sort of my honorable mention there. That's, um, that's a sneaky one. That's good. Yeah, I, I like to throw sneaky ones in there now and then. <laughs> yes, I, I bet. But I bet like all the water. I mean, all the the lighting from Disney Springs is pretty reflecting on the water. Yep. And yes, I I could t- and you kind of get to like see it from a distance. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's a, that's a great answer. Um, Thank you. I, and I have a question about going back to the hill because I in some of my research I heard somebody talking about the hill at the Polynesian and how it was a great spot to watch fireworks. And is it no longer there or you can't get to it now because of the bungalows? It's no longer there. They, they took that hill and replaced it with, um, cause it was, it jutted out into seven seas lagoon a little bit. So they took that away. Um, and that's now where those 11 bungalows are. <clears throat> yeah. Which, you know, really means that, they built those so you had this incredible view. You literally, from your room, are on Seven Seas Lagoon looking at the fireworks. Okay. 
So maybe I should go back to the Polynesian. I mean, don't leave, forget about <laughs> the Grand Floridian, and go back to the Polynesian. Yeah, just yeah. you know, spend uh, spend some time walking around. It's it's really uh, they're they're beautiful. Uh, those bungalows there. Okay. It's meant to feel like you're in uh, really in the Polynesian. Uh, in the real, the real Polynesian, and yeah. sort of those places in like Tahiti and Bora Bora, where you can go out and uh, stay at one of those bungalows on the water, uh, and you and you do pay a pretty penny for it, but it's lo- location, 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 and the size of the rooms, it's just uh, it's incredible, um, and they all have their own little private, uh, I'm gonna call it a pool, but like a little private uh, dipping pool. Oh, each I, one I, has. I, that that's awesome yeah you should look up pictures katie it's really incredible i'm gonna make a little note of that right here on my notepad (laughs) perfect um i think this is the one we were gonna agree on uh based on your earlier answer but what's your favorite pool at a disney resort Uh, um yeah i'm gonna go with the yacht and beach club the Mm -hmm. the storm along bay isn't that what you call it yes you do yep that's right yes it is absolutely gorgeous in fact, I sent my sister an email last night with, it was like, a, I think like a six minute video of just showing her all of the, like all the layout chairs and the pools and just, oh, it's so lovely, the atmosphere. It's, it seemed nice and quiet. Um, of course, I mean, there wasn't a bunch of kids running around, but maybe <laughs> the wrong, maybe they did that on purpose. They filmed it then because there wasn't a bunch of kids running around, but yeah. it seemed, oh my gosh, it was so elegant and lovely. Um, that's probably my favorite, but you know where I really want to go and I, I really want to take uh, my son there is the art of animation pool. That's a great answer. I didn't even think about that one, but especially it, for kids, you're right. Yes. I mean, like, I mean, I'm kind of a big kid, you know, kid at heart. And I mean, I think even for me being there, uh, because you know, everything is so big, like you feel like in the Nemo pool, like you feel like everything is humongous. So you feel like a little fish in this big pool, so to speak. And uh, I, I think like just from my perspective, it's so immersive and you would feel like you're really a part of it. I can't imagine that for like a child, how real it would feel for them. So I would really like to take him there. That's amazing. I, I think that's a wonderful place to take young kids I agree um and uh yeah I agree with you for Storm Along Bay it's uh probably the best pool mm-hmm. uh I, I hate to always give the same the same answers sometimes but <laughs> it's true I think it's one of the best ones and you've got uh Beaches and Cream right there which I know uh, Chris who's probably listening I'll make him proud since he used to work there um and uh, actually, my friend Brittany used to work there too. Uh, so it's 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 really a, a fantastic uh, pool. And then, yeah, just everything about it—the location you lounge by it—and uh, it's again the location of the resort itself being so close to Epcot and the studios. Uh, it's it's a great pool. So I think that's an easy answer there. Um, what's not as easy, I think, is favorite places to eat at the resorts. Uh, and I'm sure we could probably pick one place uh, at every single resort that's our favorites to eat. But what about for, uh, you know, there's two levels, of course. You have the quick service and you have the full service dining. Um, actually, I'm going to start with the full service dining. What's your favorite or top couple of favorite restaurants at the resorts? 
Um, I know I said it earlier, but I, I love Ohana. I, yeah. I think the food uh, is outstanding. Uh, the atmosphere is great. Uh, they even have entertainment there. And, uh, you know, they get the kids out of their seats and they get to do the limbo and they, they all get the, the, the lays, which they love. And, you know, they've got the instruments that they can play as they walk around in their little kitty parade. Uh, it's, you know, that's a lot of fun for them. Uh, I've been with kids and I've watched other people's kids and they always seem to really be enjoying themselves. Um, it's, it's just, that's, that's the best. The, uh, the bread pudding at the end, oh my goodness, like you have, you have to really have self-control when you go there and not eat too much. So when the bread pudding comes around, you still have room for that bread pudding because I promise it is worth it. It is. I it love is the bread pudding there. It's fantastic. Probably the best I've ever had. It's, it's so good. Um, it's, it's, go ahead. Um, and the other, this one's kind of, I guess, maybe a little off the beaten path. I love but, this. Uh, I say that, maybe it's not, but I loved the Garden View Tea Room at the Grand Floridian. Ooh, good choice. Thank you. Uh, I actually, I did that one in the summer of 2016 for the first time. Uh, and, and it was fun because it was uh, my sister, my mom, and I, we took a girl's trip and we went. And it was like having a grown-up tea party. And we, uh, I'm trying to look for the pictures on my phone right now. Uh, something that we did, uh, you know, you could order different packages. And uh, I want to say the one that we ordered at the time, now this could very well have changed, uh, but it was uh, $35. And, and by the time we left, we were very full, um, which I think is a pretty good deal for Disney. Um, and uh, like you get some like um, sandwiches or those. Uh, yeah, like those? the finger sandwiches. Yes, the finger sandwiches. Yes. Uh, you get that with some grapes, and, um, and and they were kind of unique, but they were very good. The, the sandwiches, like it, like things that I normally wouldn't put on my sandwich, like maybe different cheeses and such, but they were all very good. Um, then the next thing you get is uh, like a scone, and um, or a biscuit, and three different. Uh, you get a butter, and oh, I should say a butter, and then two different like jams to put on it, and then you have another like little tartlet. And uh, then for dessert, you could pick your dessert. Um, we each got different desserts, so you could, we, and we shared. You could kind of experience all of what they had or more of what they had to offer. Uh, like there was an eclair. There was a, a white chocolate-covered strawberry. Uh, there was this beautiful little, looked like a swan. It was, like, made out of some type of, like, I guess pastry bread. Uh, and it was in the shape of a swan with powdered sugar on top of it and uh, some type of icing in the middle. It was delicious. I, I would highly recommend it. I have never done it. I've heard amazing things about it, and that sounds delicious. Yes. So. I mean, I, I, uh, I know it probably wouldn't be like your thing or guys out there wouldn't be like, oh, yes, I want to go to the tea Oh, group. please. I totally would. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you would love it, uh, but you're a tea drinker. Um, I was going to say, you know, it's it's a sweet thing to do for your spouse or your girlfriend. 
So guys out there, I promise they will love it. So take your sweetheart. That's right. And do it for yourself too. Yeah. <laughs> um, what about your favorite places for a quick bite, favorite quick service at the resorts? You know, I'm not sure if I really have any. I, I mean, or like I'm just down for whatever. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, our, I mean, I'm a food court girl at like the resorts. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Um, just something quick and easy, convenient. I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, it's fair. And they're all very similar. They do have, um, yeah. for the most part, the same things, again, with just the slight differences in cuisine for some of the places that are themed to like Coronado being the Southwest or French Quarter for oh. uh, Okay, I'm glad you said Coronado. I will say this real fast about Coronado. At the Pepper Market, which is their food court, mm-hmm. um, and I think you've had, I think I told you about this, but the creme brulee French toast. Yes, that's right. Very good. Oh my gosh. It was outstanding. I mean, that was one of the things that, if you brought that up, my husband, who again, bless his heart, does not love Disney, he'll still talk about that creme brulee French toast. He he did think that that was pretty good. Food brings us all together. Good <laughs> food brings us all together. <laughs> Disney brings us, most of us together, but especially okay. good food. That's sort of the yeah. universal the universal language there. Yeah. Um, what about it, you? Your it, it's funny. Pepper Market is one of my favorite quick service locations. I have that listed down. And I, I've only eaten there once or twice. And again, that was when I stayed there. But mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that food court more than I thought I would. It's spacious. I love the uh, the music that's played at that food court. Um, it is laid back. They have great choices for cuisine, for things to eat. And especially if you like Southwestern or Mexican, it's it's great for lunch and dinner. Um so I, I have that, but um, the other two places I have for quick service that I love are the Mara is probably my number one or two, which is over at uh, the uh, Jumbo House at Animal Kingdom Lodge. Uh, it's nothing that uh, special about the theme of it. It is Animal Kingdom Lodge, and I, I wouldn't say it's like loaded with details like the rest of the resort. It's just, it's quaint, it's nice, it's right by the pool, so it's an excellent location. But I love that they have zebra domes there. So, what are, what are zebra domes? Oh, Katie, you need to have them. If you go to Boma, uh-huh. it's one of the dessert options at the buffet. It is only sold at the Animal Kingdom Lodge. Um, and they are, I'll send you a picture after this episode. They are uh, basically like chocolate vanilla mousse domes. Um very very like savory but not overly sweet just so good i love them and you can buy them in uh packs of four in the uh, refrigerators at the mara so that's what i love about that place and the african cuisine um that you can get there um just very very good and then for nostalgic reasons riverside mill uh at the again old dixie landings now port orleans riverside it's a great food court. I have so many memories being there. Uh, I love the giant, <clears throat> the the wheel that's okay. outside. Um, it's just, uh, and then inside all the, the gears and sort of the, the inner workings of the mill. Uh, I always loved that as a kid. Um, and then for full service dining, my top three at the resorts are 
definitely number one is California Grill. Just the, the views from up there, the choices for the food, the, the quality of the food and the service, and then the fact that if you dine there for dinner, you can go back and watch the fireworks from up there. I, I love that. Um, number two is Flying Fish over at the Boardwalk, an old favorite of mine. Um, I love, especially if you love seafood, I think it's an incredible place to eat some of the best seafood on property. Uh, and again, like it doesn't have incredible views from there, but I love the service. It's one of, it's just one of those signature restaurants at Disney that's incredible. And three is Sanaa, which is funny that you mentioned that earlier, Katie, um, cause it is an incredible place to eat. So you have, I think at every resort, amazing places to dine, but those are some of my top picks for places to go. Yeah, the California Grill is most definitely on my bucket list. I've never been there, but it doesn't matter who I talk to. If they've been there, they speak so highly of the food, the atmosphere, the view. Uh, I know people, you know, will be up there and and watch the fireworks show. Um, yes, and I, and you always always want to go to the Flying Fish. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love flying fish. It's like part of our, our daily text routine. Like, let's stop at yeah. flying fish for dinner. Um, yeah, and husbands and boyfriends and, and girlfriends and wives, take your significant other to uh, California Grill. You will not be disappointed. No. Uh, no matter what your interests are in food, and it's, it's, uh, it's primarily steak and sushi, but it's so good. And you can, honestly, anything you get there is delicious. Um, so again, like there's a lot for, for food. Um, I want to run through, I'm probably going to skip a couple of our last ones, but um, this is, a, I think, in a, maybe not an important one, but one that a lot of people debate, which is your favorite resort lobby. Oh, this one, this one's difficult because they're all so grand and great. I mean, it's at the deluxe level, of course. Of course. Um, but hey, you could love the value resort lobbies too if you want. <laughs> <laughs> I set the value resort. You know, it's 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 functional at the value level. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh goodness. I I really like I've got so many running through my head. I mean probably a wilderness or animal. Yeah. Are probably the best. I had a They're, feeling you were gonna say wilderness lodge. Mm-hmm. Yes. It is I mean, but then you know, I I mentioned the Polynesian earlier. Uh the, all all of those are wonderful. And, and I do love, um, I'll give a shout out to like the Grand Floridian. Uh, we always make it a point to go there if we're there at Christmas time. And we used to go every year at Christmas, um, because of the gingerbread house. Yep. And, uh, and because of the, the tree, it's so humongous and beautiful and Christmassy. Um, so, and all the, oh, and all the poinsettias, at Christmas outside the Grand Floridian are just, oh my gosh, they're breathtaking. But, uh, but yeah, I would say probably animal or wilderness for my lobby pick. What about you? Me, it's the Grand Floridian, hands down. I, it, it was part of our ritual. And I think, like you said, there, there are things you always do when you go to Disney. And when I was growing up, this was what we always did. We would go to Magic Kingdom. We would always go and stay one uh, – no, sorry, not stay. Every, there would be one morning we would go to Magic Kingdom and we would go to 1900 Park Fair. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is back when parking was not quite as 
uh, enforced to the level that it is today at the resorts. Um, so it was a little easier to do this back then and back in the 90s, but we would, uh, you know, again, growing up in the 90s, we would um, <clears throat> go to the Grand Floridian for breakfast, usually like at 8, 8.30, uh, have character breakfast at 1900 Park Fair, always loved that. Then we would take the monorail over to the, to the Magic Kingdom, spend the day there. And at the end of the day, we would take the monorail back to the Grand Floridian. We would go down to the lobby, spend about 15 minutes just sitting down in the chairs, admiring the grandeur of that lobby, the chandeliers, the, the gorgeous old elevator, the Victorian-style architecture. And we would just be listening to the um, Grand Floridian Society Orchestra, which always played at the end of the day. Yes. Um, it added this level of just class and elegance and, you know, a lot of people say the grand is kind of, um, you know, it can, it can seem a little, uh, like stuck up in that way, <laughs> um, or uh, stuffy in that way, but I just think it's so relaxing and, um, it, I love that lobby and I have so many memories from that lobby and it's just a wonderful place to relax. And then to your point during the holidays, when you've got that gingerbread house there, it's incredible. Yeah. So, I love I love hearing stories like that from you and other Disney people just about your special Disney memories. Uh, it just I, I love it. It makes it so real, you know. And it like and hearing you say stuff like that, like that makes me want to do that. Like with my kids, you know, like go have breakfast there. Which I think I had I think I had breakfast there the first time I went when I was six. Um, so I, I don't remember a whole lot about it, but um, it was a character. Isn't it character breakfast? It is. Yes. Okay. I remember. Yes. And then I also remember being outside, my mom taking pictures of us. I remember that. Um, but um, I want to do that with my kids. I want to take them, create these experiences and these memories, go eat there, go to magic, come back. Like you said, just kind of relax. And I love when the orchestra plays. At, last time I was there, they were playing Christmas music and, or maybe it was a piano man in the lobby. That's what it was. It was a piano man in the lobby. And I love that too. It just, like you said, it adds. Yeah. It adds to the experience. It's a atmosphere. It's great. Yeah. Oh, I just love those hotel lobbies at Disney. <clears throat> um, so I can't believe we've been talking for over an hour about resorts. It's funny. I like, I put these questions together. I'm like, there's no way we could talk about it at resorts for an hour. Um, and we always end up talking about it. So I think I still have like five questions written down. So I'm going to, I'm going to streamline it down to, uh, two. These are important ones. Um, for those who are listening, who have never stayed at a Disney resort, where would you recommend they stay for their first time staying at Disney? Is this some, is this somebody who's on a budget? <laughs> you could take it any way you want. <laughs> um, you know, I'm probably going to sound like a broken record, but I would I would say either Polly or or Yacht and Beach Club. I mean, I would go there if if, if money if you can spare no expense, go there. Um, or you know what? If you've got kids, I'm going to say Art of Animation. Yeah. So if you've got kids and um, they're young, I, that's where I think I would go there. Honestly, I, I retract my previous statement. <laughs> That's a great answer. Um, yeah, obviously, it depends on if you're in a budget. If you're on a budget, I always say Pop Century is the best place to stay. Um, but 
if it's your first time and if you have kids and budgets, no expense. And this is not some place that I always stay personally. Mm-hmm. I've only stayed here once, in fact, uh, but I do recommend it for first timers. Is uh, to stay at the Contemporary because you have the monorail, that classic monorail going through the resort. You have Chef Mickey's. You have the California Grill. You're walking distance to the Magic Kingdom. Literally, you can walk there. And then yeah. if you're, it's great if you have kids in the middle of the day. If they're cranky and tired, and if you're cranky and tired, um, <laughs> you can, <laughs> you, can uh, <laughs> you can walk back to the hotel, go to the pool, unwind, maybe have a nice dinner, and then walk back. And if you're going to Epcot, you just take the monorail over to the Transportation and Ticket Center and then connect to the monorail to Epcot. And then, sure, Animal Kingdom and Hollywood Studios are kind of a, a, a decent bus ride away, but it's worth it to stay at Contemporary and have those views and to just – that to me is like an iconic Disney resort. So uh, – and one of the first. So yeah. I always I, – I recommend always uh, if, you can, if you can afford to stay there, um, it's your first time. I know a lot of people, it's their favorite places to stay always. That's, that's what I recommend. That's um, very well thought out. I didn't think about that. I was just thinking about like the kids with like all the animation and the pool. Well, that, that too. I, <laughs> I, I think art and animation is an excellent answer. <laughs> yes. Um, the last question for you, Katie, is, and I, we probably have kind of talked about this already, but uh, are there any resorts or sort of your top resort, um, your number one, that you've never stayed at, but you've always wanted to stay at? Yeah, the, the Polynesian, yeah. That's, I think that's it. I mean, I know it's like one of the oldest ones, but something about it, every time I go, I'm just like, it almost feels like I'm home. Oh, and you can also get a Dole Whip there. I failed to mention that uh, earlier, and that's pretty important. That is important. You don't need to go all the way to the Magic Kingdom. You can be right oh, in your hotel. You're right there. <laughs> and just chill by the pool with your Dole Whip. Yes, like that's, that's a dream right there. Um, what about you? I share that same answer. There are, there are resorts I stayed at just about, just about, um, every resort at Disney through, I try to, you know, branch out and stay at different places as often as I can, but unsurprisingly, it's almost like a, a, a Disney sin. I've never stayed at the Polynesian. <laughs> it's a Disney sin. <laughs> it is. They exist. Um, I think I need to, ha- I actually think I need to have, uh, and I talked about this before, if you guys are, who are listening or are interested and definitely want to hear this, please let me know because I'm, like, on the fence about it. But um, Disney confessions, so, like, things that are, are just ingrained in Disney culture that you've never done, um, mm-hmm. this is one of them. Like, I've, I've visited the Polynesian. I've eaten at Ohana. I've, I've eaten, you know, at um, the uh, Kona Cafe. I've ridden the monorail from the Polynesian. I've walked around. I've had a blow up at the Polynesian. I've never stayed at the Polynesian. So yeah. that's, that's something that's, I think, uh, oh, and if you've even done the luau when I was younger, but I, okay. I've never. I've never done that. I've never done the luau. That's, that's another bucket list for me. Yeah. That I really like to do. Um, but yeah, that, that, I think that's a great idea. Disney confessions. I have, I have too many. It's, it's kind of sad. <laughs> It's, it's, it would be a really juicy conversation. So, you know what? I actually, I, I, I think that might be, and it might have to be the next one. Um, in fact, uh, going over to, to Jen's later uh, with Joanna, 
that might need to be, uh, I might need to bring the microphone with me and we'll just talk about that. <laughs> um, it would and, be fun to do that one as a, uh, the Instagram live. Because oh, yes. Get all the other people's Disney confessions in as well. That's an excellent idea, Katie. I think I need to do this. Um, so stay tuned. You might see us on Instagram live later today <laughs> if we get around to it. Um, yeah. Because they don't, they don't know. So I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, come, come by with the microphone, and, and that'll be it. Um, but uh, Katie, thank you so much for spending time with me today to talk about the resorts, and uh, you know, it's always just a natural conversation with you because we talk about this stuff all the time. And um, just uh, thanks for for being on the show. Oh, well, I feel so honored that you wanted to have me on the show. I think that uh, this has been a great way to spend my Saturday. I've enjoyed it greatly. And um, I'm so glad I got to talk to you. Yeah, same here. And with that, we close out episode 26 of the Imagineer podcast. I want to thank you so much for listening to the latest episode. I especially want to thank Katie, who I know is out there listening. Thank you so much for coming on to the show. It is always amazing to speak with you on a daily basis about all things Disney and now having a voice to tell all the fans at home some of your favorite places to stay was just great to have you on. So thank you so much uh, to Katie. Uh, For those of you who are listening, I want to hear from you, of course, what your favorite resorts are, especially if you're a Disney Vacation Club member. There are huge benefits to staying, uh, to being a Disney Vacation Club member. I really hope to be one someday. Uh, I want to hear from you where your home resort is or perhaps where you like to stay with your family uh, at Walt Disney World. If you're not a Disney Vacation Club member and you just love going to Disney, which is probably uh, a lot of you out there, I, of course, want to know from you as well, what are your favorite Walt Disney World Resort Hotels? Perhaps your favorite value resort or moderate resort or deluxe resort, the go-to resort for you. What's your favorite pool restaurant at the resorts, your favorite resort to explore, favorite place for ambiance, your favorite lobby. I want to hear it all. And you can reach out to me in many different ways. You can either send in your answers through an email at imagineerpodcast at gmail.com, or you can send me a private message on any of our social media channels. I love interacting with you one-on-one, so feel free to just send me a direct message. It is me responding on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. Speaking of which, you can find us on all those social media channels on Facebook and Instagram at Imagineer Podcast or on Twitter at Imagineer Audio. So if you send me a private message on any of those channels, again, it's it's me responding. I would love to hear some of your thoughts about your favorite Walt Disney World Resort hotels. You can also send us a public message by leaving a comment on any of our posts on Facebook, Instagram, 
or on Twitter, you can send us a tweet to let us know what your, your favorites are. I certainly want to hear what those uh, favorites are from, uh, from all of you. So uh, be sure to let us know. Uh, reach out to me directly on any of those channels. I would also encourage you to join our Facebook group, which you can find by going to facebook.com slash podcast. And if you click on the community tab, that'll take you to our group. Go ahead and request access. I will approve you as soon as I see it come through, which is usually just a couple of minutes on my end, uh, as long as I'm not sleeping or in a meeting or something like that. So uh, send me a request to join that group, and I look forward to connecting with you directly. We've got a great community there already of people who are posting photos and memes and their favorite uh topics of all things Disney, questions about where you might want to stay, your favorite places to lounge at the Disney Resort. So uh, go ahead and again, request access to the Imagineer Podcast Disney fan community by going to facebook.com slash Imagineer Podcast, clicking on the community tab, which will take you there. I always want to remind you as well, if you don't already subscribe to the Imagineer Podcast, please do so. It Every subscriber makes a huge difference. And if you love the show, the best thing that you can do for this podcast is to leave us a rating and a comment in the iTunes store and to share out the podcast, which is even more important with all of your Disney friends. Every Again, every new subscriber makes a huge difference and every rating and review makes a huge difference as well. So I would encourage you to leave us a review uh, in the iTunes store. I would love to read your review in a future episode of this show. Uh, and to, again, share out this podcast with all of your Disney friends, whether you you know tweet out your favorite episode or leave a, a comment on a, another Disney post about the Imagineer podcast to let some of your Disney friends know this podcast exists would greatly appreciate it. Again, it's probably the best thing you can do for this show if you love the Imagine Your Podcast, and I really hope that you do. Speaking of which, if there's any way that I could make this show better, if you have any ideas, any feedback, anything I could do personally to make this a better podcast for you, I would definitely encourage you to let me know. Again, you can email me at imagineyourpodcast at gmail.com. You can send me a direct message. I'm open to all feedback, and I've enjoyed some of your ideas already. Some of you have had some great show ideas, which I already have on my list and I will definitely get to, uh, and I look forward to any other ideas that you might have about uh, ways we can develop the Imagineer podcast and make it bigger and, more importantly, make it better. Uh, lastly, as always, I, you know this is a show that I hope gives you encouragement, brings you closer to the Disney magic, and helps you realize that there is a huge group of Disney fans out there who look and think just like you, or really I should say, just think just like you about all things Disney. Um, I myself is, of course, a huge Disney fan, and uh, one of the things that I personally believe, which comes from the Walt Disney Company and is a mantra I've always lived by, is that famous quote from Horizons. Remember, if you can dream it, you can do it. We'll see you next time.